It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six on six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. For some of you people out there, lots of snow coming down. Let's do this. Warning: This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. No real roads shut down right now. Well, there's some cautions out there, especially... If you're in Cheyenne and you want to head on I-80 east of Cheyenne, that's got some really white-knuckle driving. Everybody else is just caution right now because a lot of snow coming down. And I'm looking at the radar across the state, as predicted by Don Day's weather forecast. So Cheyenne, Burns, to name a couple of places, Kimball, Nebraska, Sydney, over in Nebraska, Bridgeport, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, Torrington, Wheatland, Laramie, you're shadowed. You're getting snow, but you're shadowed a bit. Wheatland, all the way up to Wheatland in that area, lots of snow coming down. North of Wheatland, up just south of Glendo, uh, Guernsey area, Fort Laramie. Yeah, all of those areas are Chugwater, too. Lot Lagrange, lots of snow coming down this morning. So I'll keep an eye on that weather radar throughout the morning. And for those people up as high as Casper, you're getting snow. You got a pretty good amount, but that's on the edge of this system. The bulk of it is the southeast corner of Wyoming. And as I talked about yesterday with Don Day, southeast corner of Wyoming has missed out on a lot of these really big storms. So they've been needing to catch up, and this is a good time to actually catch up and get the snow that you guys have been needing. So for those looking out going, oh, God, with all the weather, yeah, I get it. But you need the wet. And so here it is. All right. There's a lot that I have to cover this morning and not a lot from Wyoming's House and Senate right now. The reason why not a lot from them is, well, all of these bills that were introduced are being discussed. And it takes a while to sort it through. What makes it out of committee what makes it onto the floor of the House and Senate and gets through. So there's often around now a sort of a pause as to new news coming out of the House and Senate. But as it comes, we'll make sure I pass it on to you. And later this morning at about 7.40-ish, 7.39, our man in Cheyenne, Doug, always gives a legislative brief, so we'll listen to that as well. But real quick, let's go. Oh, and, and today I'm going to talk about uh, several things that, we need to think about that we've been told that aren't necessarily true. And the point of this really is just to remind people to think a bit differently. So many things you've been told over the years that are true 
And yet when you look at it, whatever it might be, it turns out what you're hearing is not true. What you hear from news media, from politicians, from school teachers, so many things that you hear and you believe because you've been told this stuff all of your life, but it just isn't true. One of the toughest things to deal with is society in mass believing something that just turns out not to be the case and then to convince them otherwise, especially if it's something you've believed your entire life. Your parents told you, your teachers told you, you hear it on the news all the time. Everywhere you go, everybody believes the same thing and everybody's wrong. Being able to think outside the box, we'll work on that a little bit this morning. But first off, let's go to the President of the United States. And it's fun for me to watch all political parties out there as they all go through the same conniptions. That's the best word I can think of right now, the same conniptions. Right now, it's Joe Biden. And of course, you've been listening to the document scandal. Now, we went through the same thing with Hillary. I'm sure we can do the same thing with Obama. Just nothing's been found at the moment, but I bet you if we poked around there. Went through the same thing with Trump. Now comes Biden. And each side likes to defend their guy. But when it's something indefensible, and I often say this to people, no matter what their political persuasion, don't make this mistake. When your guy is doing something right, cheer him on. But the moment you find him doing something either wrong or dumb, whatever the case is, then, well, you should be his first and worst critic. If you really want to support the guy, make him walk the straight and narrow. Don't defend him no matter what. That makes you look bad. Okay, so headline from PJ Media. DNC comes up with the lamest excuse for Biden's missing tax returns. Story says, in the wake of Joe Biden's classified document scandal, revelations of a background check that appears to suggest Hunter Biden was paying an exorbitant amount of rent while living with his dad. So Hunter was living at home, but they claimed on Hunter's taxes that he was paying some outrageously stupid amount of rent, which was a lie. It was discovered that a number of tax returns that had been on Joe Biden's campaign website were then removed. So as soon as it was found out that they were claiming this on the taxes, suddenly that information disappeared. So at some point Tuesday, yesterday, several news outlets started looking at the missing tax returns. The documents were eventually replaced with something else. And the Democrat National Committee, which maintains the website, has the latest lame excuse for those disappearing tax returns that just, well, that's just routine maintenance. No, we found something that didn't make sense, and as soon as we found it, you guys made it disappear and expect us just to believe that. The files have reportedly been unavailable since July. Those links are fixed now, they said, and we look forward to Donald Trump and every 2024 GOP aspirant, you know, someone wants to run, releasing their tax returns. That's what they're trying to convince you of. The explanation, it's routine maintenance, was the cause of the files going missing. Doesn't add up. The site 
does appear to have been redesigned since 2020, but that wouldn't explain why select tax returns, especially something that's suspicious, was taken down and replaced just when people noticed it. All right, now, let's go to the document scandal and the latest from this. Department of Justice permitted Biden's personal attorney to search for classified documents. Now, you might think that's not so bad, but the guy doesn't have security clearance. Story says, President Joe Biden's Justice Department reportedly permitted the president's personal attorney to search for classified documents in separate locations without security clearance or the FBI present. Critics have questioned why Biden's personal attorney was initially looking for classified documents. Others have questioned why the president's legal team was has continued to search his home Tuesday for classified documents after the special counsel was appointed. Earlier, the Wall Street Journal's initial search authorized by Department of Justice involved people with no security clearance looking for potentially classified material. Mr. Biden's legal team prepared to search his other properties looking for any similar documents or problems. Once again, legal team, no FBI presence. Well, where are they? If anybody should be doing this, right? Quote, instead of two sides agreed uh, Mr. Biden's attorney would inspect the homes. Representative James Conner, Republican in Kentucky, House Oversight Committee chair, believes nobody would have known of the unearthed documents in the Biden Penn Center or Biden's home if CBS News had not first reported the scandal. The White House claimed total transparency after the scandal broke. The White House has not yet explained why Biden's personal attorneys initially searched his residence. Again, they don't have security clearance. On Thursday, five additional classified documents have been found. Biden's personal attorney stated that a single document had led Biden's attorney to find five more classified documents after that. I wonder how many others might be out there. And here again, here's Biden saying, I take all of this very serious. The buck stops with him. You know that old expression, the buck stops here. The buck stops with Biden. As president, if sensitive documents are brought to the president for him to work on, review, whatever the case is, if he really takes it seriously, he would make sure that they would immediately get back to where they belong. Right? 617, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way is to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Well, this is just perfect here. First off, I got Jim and Casper. What did I miss? I was out shoveling global warming. Miss Mary, who's showing up late for work today, is trying to get here. She says, she just sent me a note. I'm on my way. I'm literally following a snowplow. I-80 heading into Nebraska and in parts of Nebraska is closed. I just checked a road like I-25 around Chugwater area. No unnecessary travel due to snow. Now, remember... Snow is supposed to be a thing of the past. It's going to be a rare event, so rare, 
and exciting that you're going to have to explain it to your kids because they're not going to know what it is. That's what we were told. And yet, if you step outside right now. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, it wouldn't be 20 below. It wouldn't be 20 below. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't be shoveling snow, I wouldn't be shoveling that blasted snow. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't have to drive this giant truck, maybe I could drive a little commuter car. If we had some global warming, instead of a mango free. Say now, Miss Mary's not supposed to be following the snowplow. All of I-80 is supposed to be open. They're not supposed to tell you no unnecessary travel on I-25 due to snow. That's not supposed to be happening right now because snow is supposed to be a thing of the past. And this story, too. Get a load of this. Headline. Woman and young boy killed by a polar bear, remote part of Alaska. Now, I'm going to read the story to you, but I'm not supposed to be able to read this to you, you see, because polar bears are supposed to be done. Yeah, First off, in the summertime in the northern hemisphere, the northern region is not supposed to have any. There's not supposed to be a North Pole full of ice anymore in the summertime. That was supposed to happen by now. It didn't. And polar bears are supposed to be pretty much extinct. And yet the population is increasing to the point that they become a problem. Alaskan state troopers say a polar bear attacked and killed a woman and a boy in a remote western Alaskan village. The attack happened around 2.30 p.m. Tuesday in Wales on the westward tip of the Seward Peninsula. Troopers say the bear entered the village and chased several residents before fatally attacking the woman and boy. As the attack unfolded, troopers said a resident shot and killed the bear. So, apparently the last polar bear was killed, I guess? Is that how that works? Victims have not yet been identified. Authorities are working to notify family members. What also gets me is I'm looking at a map here, and it shows where this point of Alaska is. This is a point in Alaska where you can stand there and look over and see Russia. Now, for those who are thinking right away, oh, yeah, Sarah Palin, I can see Russia from my backyard. Sarah Palin never said that. That was a Saturday Night Live skit. Sarah Palin never said those words. That was a Saturday Night Live skit. There is a place in Alaska where you can see Russia. And that village is supposed to be underwater by now because of rising sea levels. That's also something that never happened. Story says, according to Anchorage Daily News, fatal polar bear attacks are rare, but have happened in recent history. 1990, a polar bear killed a man and a father uh, north of that village. And that village, in 1990, nobody thought that village was going to be underwater because of rising sea levels. Here it's 2023, and the village is still there. Alaskan scientists at the U.S. Geological Survey 2019 found changes in sea ice habitat had coincided with evidence that polar bears' use, uh, use of the land was increasing. 
and chances of polar bears in general moving around that area increases as they head more toward villages and so on. But again, polar bears are supposed to be extinct. They're not supposed to be around anymore. Not supposed to be any ice up there. That village is supposed to be underwater by now. These are all the things that you were told, and yet here is a village that's supposed to be underwater where somebody was just killed by a polar bear. At some point, these people just lose credibility, right? Okay, I'm just going by not my opinion of anything other than the loss of credibility is my opinion. But I take a look at what they told us and continue to tell us for many years And then I take a look at what is actually happening, and apparently I'm not supposed to believe my lying eyes. All right, on that note, Don Day's weather forecast for southeastern Wyoming, lots of snow. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather update. Bottom of every hour, this is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, uh, Frank, I did find a story, sort of an update, but I bet you have more information in this one. City Council, we're talking Casper here. Welcomes Casper Spuds. Right. So you know, basically, you got to lease the field, you know, and be able to sell booze, and mm-hmm. hopefully that's just a formality. Right. But leases sometimes, you know, you got to, you know, it can, can be tricky sometimes. You know, they. Uh, w- what you want to pay, you know what what the city wants, and everything else. I think they'll get it all straight now. Okay, so they were formerly the Canyon City. They played in Canyon <laughs> City, Idaho. Yeah, 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 Canyon County. Yeah, Canyon Plains. County. Okay, yeah. Spuds Baseball Club will pay about a thousand dollars in rental fee. What is that per month? I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. if not, that's a pretty good deal. Five uh, percent of concessions. Malt beverages will be there. Okay. That's beer. Yeah, okay. Uh, lease agreement, city council approved. Also, facilities for Spuds Baseball. See, oh, they, yeah, they, there's the malt permit there. Okay, so there's a lot of permitting and permissions, and that includes uh, bleachers, seating, platforms, yada, yada. Okay. So, so basically, there, no, there's no change from a year ago. Yeah. It's just, it's just, instead of the horse says, it's the spuds with new ownership okay. and, a, and, a, and a new attitude. Iron out the details. When does this start, it, and do people get to watch spring training? They, these guys are college kids. Okay. So they, as soon as they're done with their college season, right around maybe the end of May, the first part of June, they just arrive. Okay. So there's no real spring, spring training thing. They're, they're going to go from one season at their respective colleges to right. the next one. So where do they stay? At, uh, at well, they have host families. Oh, okay. That was a, either they have to get apartments, which can be a little which, tough, which they won't. You know, no. So, so they're only going to be here for like two and a half months. Okay. So they, so they stay with host families. Two and a half months. That's a short season. Very much. So. How many games S- do they get S- in there? Sixty-five, seventy, something like that. Maybe? Really, in that short a period of time? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of baseball in a very short period of time. Maybe it's not that much, but they divide the season in half. Okay. You know, but, um, like, and, and that's always been the situation. They, they find uh, the host families, and, you know, families will take two, three, four kids sometimes. Okay. You know, they put them in the basement. Now, of course, I think the most important question, besides the malt liquor thing, do they have corn dogs and chili dogs? Um, I will find out their menu. Okay, I'm sure see? since there's the spuds, they've got to have fries. And you've got to have the chips with all of that cheese. And that's that looks another like, spud thing. That looks like wax. but That's another spud thing. 
Men's college basketball, the lost season for the Wyoming Cowboys continues. They were beaten by the Air Force in Colorado Springs last night, 82-74. Folks are still in the basement of the Mountain West Conference at 0-6 and 5-13 and overall. That's eight straight losses for a team that has been plagued by injuries and inconsistent play. UW was without Hunter Maldonado, who had some breathing issues in, their, in the last game against Boise State, but Noah Reynolds at 26 points on 10 of 18 from the field. It seems like a lot of Wyoming opponents have great shooting nights, and the Air Force shot a whopping 65% from the floor in the second half and 10 three-pointers in the game. People are starting to wonder if the Cowboys will beat anybody in conference play, and they'll try to get on Saturday when they host Colorado State and Laramie in round one of the border war. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team with a big game tomorrow in Laramie, hosting Mountain West Conference leader UNLV. The Cowgirls are 5-1 and one in league play after a win over Nevada on Monday and 12-5 and five overall. UNLV has won eight in a row. They come into the game with a record of 7-0 and oh in league play and 17-2 and two overall. That is a 6-30 start from Larrabee tomorrow. In the NFL, the playoffs will roll along this weekend. Former Wyoming Cowboys star quarterback Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills will host former Wyoming Cowboys star linebacker Casper Native Logan Wilson and the Cincinnati Bengals. Allen threw for 352 yards and three touchdowns in their 34-31 win over Miami over the weekend. Allen also threw two interceptions that led the 10 Dolphin points and fumbled, which was returned for a touchdown by the Dolphins. Allen admits, well, it wasn't exactly pretty. One week seasons, man. It's that's it. Got to take it one and zero, uh, one game at a time. Um, thought we did some good things today. Um, I did some bad things today. You know, some stuff to clean up, some some things to learn from. Um, but we'll grow from it. It's all, all that matters is surviving and advancing. Um, it doesn't matter how we win; it's if we win. And uh, proud of our guys for playing the way they did. And game time on Sunday will be 1 p.m. And the Bills are five-point favorites in the game. In high school wrestling from last night, the Toronto beat Cheyenne South in a duel 75-6. And Cheyenne East defeated Kelly Walsh in a duel 45-33. This weekend, Friday and Saturday, there are two big wrestling tournaments in the state. One in Warcroft and the other in Lander. And that's in sports. So which one do you go to? I don't go to Lander. Okay. I like Lander. Yeah. I finally went this past summer because every time I was in that area, I was going somewhere. So I drove through Lander. Right. And then if you make that little left-hand turn, you go right over through, you know, Sinks Canyon and stuff like that yes. over there? Okay. I finally it's, it's told awesome, myself, yeah. I have to go, and me and a bunch of uh, pilot buddies were all in a bunch of different airplanes, and we flew there and had breakfast. And I thought, okay, I've got to go. So I went, uh, took a vehicle and drove to Lander and spent part of the day just enjoying the downtown. Yeah. And then the rest of the time in the canyon area. You guys flew to Lander for breakfast? Well, that's what uh, guys do when they have airplanes. They go, yeah, you ever heard of a $100 hamburger? Yeah. Yeah, you get in your plane, you fly to some town, you have a burger somewhere, fly back. Cost of the burger, including the flight? 100 bucks. About 100 bucks, yeah. Okay. But no, there's <laughs> groups of people that are pilots, and it happens all over the country, and they get together in all of their airplanes, and they all go meet somewhere for breakfast. They all go in one airplane, no, or is no, it no, a squadron? No, 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 several airplanes. Okay. Just all, it's fun, but that's... And they have a museum there that you wouldn't... Oh, if you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lander's great. I like it. That was my point. All right. Thank you, Frank. (laughs) Coming up on some... No, I really enjoyed the town and the canyon there. It's Wake Up Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. A warning from the head of the United Nations. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We are looking into the eye of a Category 5 hurricane. Not a literal one, a figurative economic storm. The outlook, as we all know, is bleak. 
many parts of the world face recession. And Antonio Guterres tells the World Economic Forum inequalities and an energy crunch are making things worse. On the sidelines of that forum in Switzerland, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen held talks today with her Chinese counterpart. Now, we just got another inflation update showing it's coming down at the wholesale level. Producer prices actually dropped a half percent last month from November. Year over year, the increase shrank to 6.2 percent, a sixth straight monthly decline. Back to U.N. leader Guterres. He also told Fox Business this morning of another problem. We have a war in Ukraine that is not near uh, end. Uh, the Russian invasion of the Ukraine has triggered, as you know, a dramatic impact not only for the suffering of the Ukrainian people, but for the global economy in general. And Guterres also condemned Russia's weekend missile strike in Dnipro, Ukraine, that killed more than 40 civilians. And there was a helicopter crash near Kiev, prompting Ukraine's president to call this a black morning, at least 15 people killed. Among the dead, Ukraine's interior minister, Denis Monastirsky, and his deputy. The crash happened at a kindergarten. Three children were killed and 15 more injured. Fox's Jonathan Savage, no word on the cause. Brian Walsh could be in court in Massachusetts this morning to face charges of murdering his wife, Anna, who's been missing more than two weeks. There is evidence, according to investigators, that Brian Walsh bought $450 worth of cleaning supplies at a Home Depot on January 2nd. They also reportedly found that Walsh had done an internet search for how to dispose of a body and they found bloodstains and a knife in the basement of the family home. Fox's Jonathan Hunt. America's listening to Fox News. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no obligation home title report for your files. That is a... Here is the latest from K2 Radio News. Get a kickstart to your day with Wild Pony Coffee Company. Governor Mark Gordon and the appointment of Kelly Norris as the new interim forester for the state of Wyoming. Norris was featured in a Leadership Nature podcast in 2017 titled Pioneering Young Woman in Forestry Roles Wherever She Has Gone. They said throughout her career, Kelly's often been the first woman among all male co-workers, sometimes the first woman forester anyone had seen, especially in small towns and remote locations. Norris told the Society of American Foresters she spent summers in the forests of Wisconsin when growing up. Norris is moving into the role after Bill Crapser retired, who served as the state forester for 19 years. A press release from the Office of Governor Gordon said that Norris has been with the Wyoming State Forestry Division since 2010 and brings a wealth of experience. She served as a forester for the U.S. Forest Service and as district forester for Wyoming District 5 before being promoted to assistant state forester last year. It's an honor to serve Wyoming as the interim state forester, said Kelly Norris. I look forward to working with the State Board of Land Commissioners, federal partners, state agencies, county cooperators, timber industries, and state forestry's dedicated staff to further the health and protection of Wyoming's forests. Reporting from Casper, this is Colby Fedor. 
Smith RV in Casper is asking for the community's help in locating the driver of a vehicle who allegedly drove through their fence and crashed into a travel trailer. That's according to Cassidy Fitzpatrick with Smith RV, who wrote that the company is attempting to track down the guilty party who participated in a hit-and-run near the company's sales lot. And into your fence. Well, we noticed uh, it this morning. We were off on Mondays, um, and so we noticed the damage this morning on our west uh, chain-link fence on the west side of the property, which is our sales lot. And look looked like a uh, vehicle came off uh, Western Avenue and just uh, went into our chain link fence um, for a little ways and then hit a 2023 Nash uh, travel trailer and broke the tongue jack on that and uh, did some damage to the back of it. And they were stuck on the fence. And so then... They either broke through the the frost or the crust and got to mud below, but then trying in attempts to get off the fence was, you know, spinning their tires like crazy and flew mud all over another trailer. So anyways, um, they got backed out of there, evidently, um, with quite a bit of uh, struggle. It looks like the tire marks on the curb. Um but yeah, so we believe from the pieces on the ground, um, it's a 2010 to 2016 Ford F-250 or F-350. From K2 Radio News, I'm Nick Perkins. Built Up Salt and Chemicals will erode the paint on your car. Keep it clean at Wash & Glow. Monthly plans start at just $19.99 and vacuum-free Wash & Glow 4055 Plaza Drive. The winter weather advisory is in effect until noon. Periods of light snow mainly this morning, then just flurries this afternoon. Could pick up another inch additional accumulation. Temperatures are going to be steady in the 20s. Tonight, cold. Lows upper 20s. Breezy and cold as we work our way into Thursday. Highs 20s. Partly cloudy to cloudy 20s. Six of the time. It's Wednesday, so over the hump we go. And yes, southeast Wyoming getting a lot of snow. As you heard from your weather report with Don Day from Day Weather. Roads right now, yes, of course, I 80 has some problems. Of course. Most of this snow is actually in the Nebraska area, but there's parts of Wyoming, South Dakota getting it too. You may or may not be, just it's mostly Southeast Wyoming. You guys in Southeast Wyoming have been missing out on the weather that most of the rest of the state has been getting. So it's your turn. We're just going to sit back and watch you guys get clobbered this morning. Don Day is on at 745. And we'll talk about this and the cold weather that just stays with us for quite a while after. So be listening for 70, 745 for that. Just before Don Day, our man in Cheyenne, Doug, is going to give us a legislative update, find out what those guys have been up to. Now, for those getting all of that snow, just remember, it's an illusion. You were told back in the year 2000 by a prominent scientist that snow was a thing of the past. It would be such a rare and exciting event, you would have to explain it to your kids. So please take your kids outside 
pick up some snow and shove it in their face, hit them with a snowball or two, and then explain to them what it is. Because apparently they don't know. The highways that are out there getting impacted by the snow, I'm looking at YDOT, and there's a lot of I-25 and other highways, back highways and so on. They have a sign on their website, the uh, YDOT site. No unnecessary travel is what they're advising. So you can, but not unless you really have to, is what they'll hope you do. All right. We'll keep up to date on that. Now, another story. I haven't talked about this in a little while, but it's worth looking at. One of the things that I like to do is take a look at things that we're all told to believe and ask, you sure? You sure that's really right? There are things that you were told by your parents, by your school teachers, all the way through school, from kindergarten through college, all the way through school. News media told you. Hollywood told you. Your politicians told you. And yet, it turns out, it's either not true or not working out the way that they explained to you that it would. So I have another story up this morning about recycling. Let's focus on, since I'm in Wyoming, let's focus on recycling in the state of Wyoming. I know quite a few people whose heart's in the right place. They want to do something good for the planet, so when they're done using something, they don't just throw it away. They want it recycled so it can be used again. Their idea is because I want to have less impact on the planet. And I get it. Their heart is definitely in the right place. Um, Spoiler alert. And I mean, I'm going to spoil your belief. I'm sorry about this, but... Most everything that you recycle just winds up in the landfill. Yeah. Now, some things should not be recycled. Newspapers and other printed materials. It's actually kind of a toxic process to recycle paper. It's better just to plant another tree. And there's another myth busted. When a tree is cut down to make paper, another tree or more is planted. So you're good. It's okay to cut down trees to make paper because we just plant more trees. Usually more trees are planted than the ones we took down. So that's okay just to go ahead and replant trees and make paper out of the ones we took down. All right. So most recycling turns out actually to be bad for the environment. Some stuff makes sense. Recycling tin makes a lot of sense. But it also turns out that the way we make landfills today is actually a really good thing. Reporters will tell you, we're running out of space to put all this garbage. That's not true. Okay, When you take a look at how much garbage we produce, which is a pretty good amount compared to how much space we have, we got loads of space. But also, the way we make landfills today is actually good for the environment compared to the way we used to make landfills. I've got something that inspired me to talk about this coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to talk to Guy in Cheyenne. Morning, Guy. Morning, Glenn. I, uh, I heard it's so cold in Cheyenne this morning. Uh, there's a rumor that McDonald's ice cream machine is working. Oh, wow. <laughs> Me without a rim shot. God. <laughs> Finally. Just when you probably don't want ice cream, right? Is it really coming down good there? No, we're, we've got uh, probably three to six on the road, and the uh, okay. roads are slick. 
All so right. please increase your braking distance to all the good listeners. Yeah. But uh, it's it's passable. It doesn't look like either the state or the county's got the plows out yet, or if they are, they're somewhere else. Okay. Well, I'll get Don Day on at 745, and we'll talk about that, because apparently you guys are going to be doing this, like, all day. So get your McDonald's yeah. ice cream or go out back and grab some snow and make yourself some. Do you like ice cream when snow it's... Snow cones. Snow cones, yeah. Do you... snow, I snow like cones. having ice cream when it's really cold out for some weird reason. Uh, can I put in a shameless plug? Go for it. Um, there's a uh, there's a grocery store called King Supers, and in there they have a brown butter bourbon truffle ice cream. Oh wow! It is to die for. Okay, uh, so, you know, all I, right. After trying that, oh. thanks for calling. In. I appreciate it. See, he had one joke, and that's why he called in. Now, this is what got you. Can do that, by the way, if you want to jump in. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, uh, Mark is in a godforsaken hill just outside of Casper. Recycled paper sucks, too, because the fibers are broken down further into shorter, crappier pieces and make for crappier paper. That's true, too, yeah. The point of what I was talking about, though, with, with recycling, I'm about to play for you the thing that I was listening to. One of my all-time favorite broadcast heroes, John Stossel, did a recycling update. And that's not to say I am totally opposed to recycling. Don't get that idea. There is some stuff that we should recycle because it makes sense to. Again, tin. Okay, But for those who throw things away, if you just throw it in the garbage and you know that's going to the landfill, the idea that, well, that's bad for the environment, not the way we do today's landfills. It's not. In fact, many landfills are turned into good things. Landfills become parks and golf courses and things like that. And what's happening underground with all of that that we've buried underground over the long run is actually good for the environment because we make landfills different than the way we used to make landfills. It's a different kind of recycling landfills. It's a longer-term recycling. Ladies and gentlemen, John Stossel. Do you recycle? For sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything I possibly can. For decades, we've been told. Recycle America. Don't just... Because recycling will save the planet. You're saving the earth. And that's what people believe. We have to do it for the kids, for the next generation. This will all be back on the shelf at the Cracker cereal box in about four to five weeks. This is material that came in to the recycling facility from people's recycling carts and is going to leave as trash. Huge amounts of what people send to her recycling plant will never be recycled. The worst is plastic, which for years has been marked with the recycling symbol. We see stuff like this all the time. Recycling arrows on it. Please recycle. It's not recyclable. Even worse, plastic bags clog the recycling machines. You have to climb in for a couple hours every day and cut them out with the box cutter. But people think most of our plastic is recycled. Yeah, I do think so. Is it not? You're going to tell me it's not? The reality is that... The amount of plastic actually recycled is around... 5%. Wow. All my life, I've heard about how important it is to recycle. It's not. Science writer John Tierney debunked recycling claims years ago. His New York Times Magazine story, Recycling is Garbage, set a record for Times hate mail. And yet, what you said is still true? It's even more true today. In fact, the economics have just gotten worse. Landfills had plenty of room for it. Today, they have more space than we'll ever need. If you think of the United States as a football field, all the garbage that we will generate in the next 1,000 years 
would fit inside a tiny fraction of the one-inch line. On top of that, today's landfills are not the polluters they once were. Some sensible regulations make sure they don't pollute. Eventually, landfills are turned into ski hills, parks, and golf courses. Putting garbage here is much cheaper than recycling. So why do towns keep pushing recycling? They do it because people demand it. It's a sacrament of the green religion. If you want to watch that entire thing, there's a story that I have on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. Now, the title is kind of interesting. Deer heads and dog poop found in Wyoming recycling, which is actually the case. When you go to – in Wyoming, in, in Cheyenne, you're a bit different. Most of you have garbage cans in your back alleys that you – or that you put out front that have different color garbage cans. That would be Cheyenne. I don't know about Laramie, what you guys do. But in other places around Wyoming, you go to a place where you can drop off what you've separated out. And I hate to tell you, but most of what you separate out just winds up in one place, the landfill. Now, again, that's not bad because as John Stossel's video, which you can watch on that story, will show you is landfills, the way we do them today, are actually a really good thing. It's not the you know toxic waste dump that you were told that it was. So that's actually not a bad thing to do. So the recycling centers, the kind of stuff that people throw in there, again, in Wyoming, Deer heads, bags of dog poop, and other such nonsense have been thrown in. When you got all sorts of garbage in general that's thrown in with the recycling, the amount of manpower it takes to separate that stuff out is just not worth it because it's got to be done by hand. So what they end up doing is just shipping it all to the landfill anyway. 717, wake up Wyoming. All across Wyoming, wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Seven twenty three. It's time. Wake up, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety seven. W O O D S. So uh, Miss Mary has been inspired, and I approve. Guy in Cheyenne called with that McDonald's joke and said he had more jokes about the cold. Now, some time ago, I had put up a post of jokes to tell when it's cold, and she's going to repost that one as well, but also offer. Anyone wants to call in with more snow jokes and it's so cold jokes, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number, and we'll just go ahead and put them on the air. Now uh, I'm watching the weather over southeast Wyoming, which covers a huge area. This reminds me just a few weeks ago in central Wyoming. So we're talking like Casper, Douglas, Glen Rock, up to KC, places like that. The system had come in and just was spinning over top of that area during the course of a whole weekend. And it wasn't really windy. It was just heavy, wet. Wet was, that's good, wet snow. That just kept coming down, and it just wouldn't stop day after day. It just wouldn't stop. And so it filled up that area with a lot of snow they had to deal with. So that's what's happening down in southeastern Wyoming right now. So for those people in Laramie County and other around that area, uh, all the way up to Wheatland, over to Torrington, into Nebraska, South Dakota, big system that's just sort of sitting there spinning over top of you. Don Day will be with me at 745. We'll talk about the whole thing and what you guys are up against. But remember now, you were told back in 2000, snow was a thing of the past. 
because of, of global warming. So you're not really experiencing this. You're actually in bed, snug under your covers right now, dreaming that this is happening. Okay? All right. Since I was talking about uh, recycling and myths of recycling, and again, it's not that I don't want people to do something that they think is good. It's just if you're going to do something good, let's make sure it really is. Here's some myths about recycling. Number one. Our garbage will bury us. Uh, well, actually, even though the United States is large and affluent and we consume a lot, it uh, has plenty of places to, and in fact, with the John Stossel story, if you take a football field, go out into the football field and drop a dollar bill, okay, that's how much land we will need for landfills, for garbage for about the next thousand years at the rate we're producing right now. And landfills are built in a way that stuff that's decomposing underground is actually good. Okay, it, it ends up being good, like mulch, good for the environment over time. Our garbage will poison us. In fact, almost anything can pose a theoretical threat. Evidence from actual landfills is the way we do them today. No, they're not polluting us. They're not. We're very careful about what we allow to be put underground. Okay, Landfills don't just dump any old thing like we used to. We actually are very careful about what gets put where and how. Our packaging is immoral. Many people argue the best way, the story says, to save landfill space is to reduce the amount of packing America uses. But packing can actually reduce total garbage production and total resources used. Average American family generates fully one-third less trash than does the average Mexican household. The reason is that our intensive use of packaging yields less spoilage, less breakage, therefore saving a lot of product. Over the past 25 years, market incentives have already reduced the weight of individual packages by a lot. So we're much better at it than countries that are not as advanced as us. Okay, we must achieve trash independence. Garbage has become an interstate business, in fact. Okay, we actually drive trash across borders. So, uh, again, it's okay because the places that used to be landfills end up becoming golf courses, parks, stuff like that. Let's see. Um, we're squandering irreplaceable resources. Actually, no. These days, landfills, again, they're like giant mulch piles the way we do it. So actually, in the long term, it's very good for that land to have what we place underneath it and the way we place it underneath. We didn't used to do it. We used to put all sorts of toxic stuff. We don't do that anymore. Recycling always protects the environment. Actually, a lot of recycling turns out to be bad for the environment. Recycling saves resources. Well... Using less of one resource is using more of another. Sometimes recycling actually uses more resources than if you just went and made something new. Like I said, with paper, it takes more energy to recycle paper than just to cut down a new tree and replant several trees around where that old tree was. Okay. 
Just some of many things that I can go on and on about this. I'll get on to another topic after news. But it has all started because I saw that John Stossel piece. And I thought, for those people who are trying to do the right thing, because that's what you've been told your entire life. Then we look into the reality of it. Yeah. Try telling this kind of stuff to somebody who thinks of themselves as an environmentalist. It, the story that you hear, plus what's going it, compared to what's going on, two completely different things. Local news coming your way. Update on that weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. from boring morning radio that man is glenn woods this is wake up wyoming on k2 radio Seven thirty-six. of time wake up wyoming all right i've donned day on in just a few minutes also our man in cheyenne doug is going to give you a legislative report update on that note this i thought was kind of interesting Wyoming House is to vote on a bill forbidding marriage for teens 15 and younger. Now, I think, we'll see what the story says here. In most states, it's as long as the the couple agrees and the parents of both couples, you know, both parties, whatever, agree. Some in Wyoming legislator story says trying to change this House Bill 7. Cowboy State Daily has a story on it. If it becomes law, the bill would forbid people younger than 16 from marrying altogether and would require a gardening permission for ages 16 and 17. Parent or guardian. The act would void all marriages of people younger than 16 occurring after July 1st, 2023, but would not affect marriages secured before that date. And it talks about who sponsored the bill. Also, HB7 came before the legislator and failed about three years ago when protesters disrupted and there was uh, as a violation of religious freedom. Hmm, interesting. There are, this is a quote, I think we all know some religious sects that don't believe the government should be involved in marriage at all. I have an interesting argument for that, but not right now. Let's go listen to what our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, has to say. So he is at KGAB in Cheyenne, and that's just walking distance from the House and Senate. But he doesn't have to do that anymore. Today, you can even do this with today's technology. It's very easy just to tune in to any legislative session, not just the House and Senate, but all of their committee meetings the state of Wyoming has put cameras and microphones in all of them. So it's really easy, but it's got to warn you, it's time-consuming, and at times these meetings are really, really, really boring. That's why we have people like Doug Randall who will sit there watching all of this from a remote location and then reporting to you on it each morning. Quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Seven forty-four is the time off. We go to talk to Don Day of Day Weather. So, Don, a few weeks ago, up in the central part of Wyoming, Casper area, Glen Rock, stuff like that, 
this winter weather just sort of spun all weekend long and just kept on dumping more and more snow. I'm looking at southeastern Wyoming right now, and I'm thinking, your turn. Yeah, in the southeast part, especially around the Cheyenne area and Laramie areas, which have, for the most part, not seen nearly as much snow as other parts of Wyoming. So the moisture is welcome, of course. It does come at a cost, and that is slippery roads and highways. Uh, Interstate 80 across uh, western and southwest Nebraska is closed. So anybody getting on I-80 wanting to go east needs to keep that in mind. As a lot of snow in southeastern Wyoming, western Nebraska, down in the front range of Colorado. How long does this last, and how much do you think they're going to get? Well, it's, it's about uh, the system has reached its peak. It's going to continue to snow in the southeast corner of the state, accumulate maybe another inch or two through mid to late morning. By the early to mid-afternoon hours, the system kind of gets a kick east and will start to pull up into further into Nebraska then eventually into Iowa by late tonight and tomorrow. So the worst of the weather is going to be this morning. Problem we've got is what you'd expect. After the storm leaves, you get a little more wind. So there's going to be some blowing and drifting along Interstate 25, I-80. While the snow will come to an end later today and into the evening, the, the blowing snow will be a concern. Okay, then comes that cold, which I was looking ahead in the forecast and thought, well, temperatures drop for the region and just sort of stay there for a while. Yeah, there's nothing to warm us up. Uh, as we've been mentioning all week, the, the shift in the pattern from less about the Pacific, which keeps our temperatures much more moderate, is shifting gears now to much more Canadian. And while there's no earth-shattering cold coming, there's no really warm weather coming either. And snow cover is impressive. And that snow cover, you know, ask those folks around Lander or Riverton. Ever since Lander and Riverton in that Wind River Basin has picked up some significant snow depth, they have not warmed up at all. And so that really makes a really big difference. If you don't have a good Chinook to melt the snow, and you continue to see these winds aloft coming in from the northwest, the overall pattern is going to be chilly. Uh, It's just going to be winter here for the next couple of weeks for sure. Well, here's the good news. When we finally get to like 40 degrees and the sun comes out, that's T-shirt weather by Wyoming standards. Well, yeah, that that's where you get to the point where everything's relative. Yes. You know, after after long stretches of cold, all of a sudden forty degrees like it's feels like it's spring. Okay. So with this cold that just sort of hangs there, uh, you were saying yesterday that maybe the occasional snow system might come down or maybe does wind come with that occasionally? A little bit. Um, when it gets really cold, it's hard to, for it to get too windy for too long. Uh, but it, I'm sure you've heard the phrase Alberta Clipper. Yeah. Well, what we're going to see this weekend and next week are going to be these clipper systems coming out of Western Canada, coming into the northern Rockies and northern plains. They don't bring with them a lot of snow, but a little bit of snow about every two days or so. And what they do is they reinforce the cold. They just keep more cold coming in out of the northwest. So these clippers systems is most likely what we're going to see this weekend and the next week. Okay, so we're talking pretty much sunny during this expend, extended cold time? or cloudy? Well, in between. I mean, in between, in between okay. these waves, in between these clippers, we will have some sun. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, but but do expect, you know, clouds and a little bit of wind as these clippers come through. Alright, thank you, Don. Don Day with Day with... Okay, so the, for those people, mainly in southeastern Wyoming, it does sound like this is not going to be an all-day event, but watch out for that wind that'll come in after the snow is finally done. Off we go to the icebox... 
Frank Gambino is waiting by. <clears throat> Frank, I was watching a video this morning. If you like, I can look it up again and send it to you. Normally at a baseball game, you hear about the Bat Boy, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, you remember there was the Bat Boy that was part of every time you went out to check out at the grocery store. But that was a whole different story. That was Remember Bat Boy? Um... Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah. It was with uh, the tabloid magazines. Oh. It was just some weird-looking Bat Boy face. But baseball game's Bat Boy. This is a dog that they taught to be the Bat Boy. That, I believe, was the minor league baseball team in Boise. Yes, that's who that was, yeah. Yeah. The, the dog, I forget the dog's name, but the, the goes and gets the bat every single time. And the dog is just having the greatest time ever doing this thing. Go fetch. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder is first off who who thought to do this? Well, in minor league baseball, to be honest with you, you got to be super creative. Yeah, and that's part of it. Like, hey, can oh. we find a dog to to go grab the bats? Sure. Okay. Can we find a dog to greet everybody when they come in and pet okay. them and everything else? Can we have a dog at the park day? So what you do then is you make sure that the dog has his own baseball card. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. And then bringing out the dog, of course, has to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, every time he's brought out onto the field with the team. Okay. So, yeah, I can see that this is nothing but a good thing for this dog as people have a good time watching their hometown little dog hero just go, what does he do? Are they allowed to have metal bats? Uh, Not, no. No, okay. I was about to say, I, I would hate to think of him having to pick up a metal bat in his teeth. Well, they'll, they'll have a, like, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. if it was a metal bat, the, the bottom of it would be like a little rubber surface. Okay. But the, the the thing is, like, with the wooden bats, sometimes they're putting t- pine tar on the bats. Oh, and what about I, teeth marks? I, I'm i sure there's got to be some. Do you ever pick up the bat to use it and it's, like, filled with slobber? I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I give it, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I'm hoping that the players know. Like, all right, we'll you know we'll tell this thing off. You know, I would think so. Yeah, because I would hate to pick up. I mean, you're not supposed to spit on the baseball and throw no, it. No, 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 no. You wouldn't want spit on the bat either. I'm just well, saying. unless it's dogs, I'm fine with that one. Men's college basketball: the lost season for the women Cowboys continue. They were beaten by the Air Force in Colorado Springs last night, 82-74. The folks are still in the basement in the Mountain West Conference at 0-6 in league play, 5-13 and overall. That is eight straight losses for a team that has been plagued by injuries and inconsistent play. UW was without Hunter Maldonado, who had some breathing issues in their last game against Boise State, but Noah Reynolds had 26 points on 10 of 18 from the field. It seems like a lot of Wyoming's opponents have great shooting nights, and Air Force shot a whopping 65% from the floor in the second half and 10 three-pointers in the game. People are starting to wonder if the Cowboys will beat anybody in conference play, and they'll try it again on Saturday when they host Colorado State in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls have a huge game tomorrow in Laramie hosting Mountain West Conference leader UNLV. Cowgirls are 5-1 and one in league play after a win over Nevada on Monday and 12 and 5 overall. UNLV is 7 and 0 in league play. They've won 8 in a row overall and their overall record is 17 and 2. That is a 6:30 start tomorrow from Laramie. National Football League playoffs roll along this weekend. Former Wyoming Cowboys star quarterback Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills will host former Wyoming Cowboys star linebacker Casper native Logan Wilson and the Cincinnati Bengals. Allen threw for 352 yards and three touchdowns in their 34-31 win over Miami over the weekend. Allen also threw two interceptions that led the 10 Dolphin points and fumbled, which was returned for a Miami touchdown. He was also sacked seven times, so Allen gave credit to the Miami defense. I thought their front did a pretty good job, um, you know, maybe blocking up some of the running lanes. Um, but again, our, our guys found a way, way to win. Our defense stepped up. 
I'm so proud of our offensive line and our running backs on that last drive. It's, it's not easy to run when they know you're running it in those situations. So to, for Motor to go put his head down, follow the big boys up front, um, go win a game like that. I don't know if we've uh, done that this year. So that was really, really good to see. So the Bills-Bengals game Sunday at 1 p.m. and the Bills are five-point favorites in that contest. In high school wrestling, the Toronto beat Cheyenne South in the duel last night, 75-6, and Cheyenne East defeated Kelly Walsh in the duel 45-33. This weekend, there are two big high school wrestling tournaments, one in Moorcroft and the other in Lander. That's it in sports. See, there's another part of the video here. They needed something delivered to an umpire. The dog went out and did that. (laughs) And somebody thought to put a GoPro camera On on the dog. So you see it from the dog point of view. Here's another one. It was a really hot day, and the dog's enjoying himself. So the dog is just, I mean, panting and huffing and puffing. Somebody went out there with a garden hose and hosed down the dog. Nice. And he's just having a oh. good old time with that hose. Dogs just love stuff like this. It can't be fun at the old ballpark, uh, friends. Yeah, but you know, it, I think the dog is really having a good time because the whole time he's running out there grabbing a bat. Here he is. Oh, he's got a cooler full of stuff. He's running <laughs> off to an umpire. And his tail is just oh, yeah. wagging away and having a good time. All right. I mean, I'm in favor of all of this. So they And they don't have to pay the dog much. Really. No. I mean, no. just give him a treat every so often. Uh, there they're you good. go. I wonder, though, if he could get an agent, how much his contract would be for. And it wouldn't be cash, would it? No. I wonder if they'll make a dog a bobblehead for him. They should. And I really, I would go ahead and ask for a a card, you know, a baseball card. What's the dog's name? You know, I'll have to look that up. I'll send it to you. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on Local Business. News time after that. And weather forecast update. We'll get back into it with open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Well, we certainly got... Jamie Lovell. And you are here to give us a weather and snow report, then we'll get into why you're really here. <laughs> so you made it okay, though, I right? did make it. Yeah. And yeah. snow plows out there clearing yeah. everything out of the yeah, way? Yeah, they so are. So we're doing okay. All right. Yeah. It's a drier snow, so you're not, I would assume, not sliding all over the place. It's a little slick, yeah. It, it is? Because it's a little wet underneath, I Okay. Think. Yeah. So be careful about that when I'm heading yeah. on home. Okay. So you're here mm-hmm. for, there's soup, there's chili. This is the annual... See if I get this right. Bubbles and I'm going to get it wrong. Bubbles, bobbles, and beans. Okay. See, I'm pretty good at tongue twisters, but I just wasn't <laughs> going to get that one. How did you come up with that name? Uh, you know, that was I've been at Meals on Wheels now almost 18 years, but that was yeah. before my time. We have shortened it over the years. We just call it BB and B. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so it's for Meals on Wheels. Yeah. How does this work? Is this going to be like a chili and soup cook-off? Yeah, it's a cook-off. It's a little competition. Um, we do a people's choice and a judge's choice on soup, best soup and best chili. But it's more of an opportunity for local businesses or restaurants or you know, people trying to break into the business to really give samples of their soup, best soups and best chilies to mm-hmm. the public to come out and try it. Right. You know, you can hand out menus and coupons. It's a it's mm-hmm. a way to get people to try your products and be able to promote your business at the same time and raise funds for us. Sure. Just a while ago, a lady from Gillette, Wyoming, big chili cook-off going yeah. up there for the same kind of cause. Now, for those who don't know, 
your Meals on Wheels does what for the community? Well, we are senior nutrition program, so we deliver meals to seniors who aren't able to stand long enough to cook for themselves or, you know, get out to go to the grocery store, especially this time of year. It's very dangerous. And some of them, you know, don't drive anymore. And Mm -hmm. so we deliver meals to over about 550 individuals in in Natrona County, including the towns of Midwest and Edgerton. Mm -hmm. Every day we deliver one to two meals. We deliver about 18,000 meals a month. Wow. And so, yeah. you know, it's a big program. A lot of people don't realize how big the need is here in just our area, right. not just here in Casper. And for those, I was about to say just here in Casper, because mm-hmm. Meals on Wheels is all over the state. I mean, it doesn't matter where someone's listening right now. There's a program like this going on in their area. So how yeah. do, first off, not just if they need it, but if they wanted to volunteer for it, how do they find the program? Well, you know, if you're here in Casper, you can call us at Meals on Wheels. We do home-delivered meals. And then the well, the senior center here, they do congregate meals. So if you want to your senior and you want to have other activities and socialization, you can go there. But, you know, we have 42 senior centers across the state, and each one of them does a combination of both home-delivered meals and meals out of sight at a senior center where you can go and meet some fun people and hang out. Mm-hmm. But if you're not able to do that, that's why our program is so important. Food is a basic necessity. Sure. Who usually shows up to help out? And what are, Any qualifications? Well, we have 420 active volunteers. We have 42 routes in the city every day. Each route has about, we try and keep it around 10 people. We try and keep it manageable within an hour. So, like, if you want to do it on your lunch hour, you can come in, deliver meals, and go back to work. So you can give back during your community. You know, during yeah. your lunch, get back to your community and feel good about what you've done at the end of so the day. So you don't necessarily have to be retired to help out. No, absolutely Just a not. time in your day. It's that time of the day. And we have a lot of businesses, too. You know, yeah. we have a lot of businesses that, that have a team of drivers, First Interstate Bank, Hilltop National Bank, Reliant Federal Credit Union, um, you know, a lot of the rotary clubs and stuff. They they put together a team of drivers, and they take turns coming in once a week and delivering. So. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about this event. You're looking for people who can make what? Good soup and chili? Good soup and chili. Right now, I have one booth available, and that's it. So we'll well, that's have, pretty good. Yeah, we'll have 29 local businesses, restaurants. We have a couple food trucks, um, you know, a couple individuals who just want to see how good they can do and, and see how much people like their chili. And, and so the, that's a lot of fun. We also have um, Pepsi Donates, all the Pepsi products. And then we have, you know, some beer from Budweiser if you, mm-hmm. if you, that, if you, you know, want to put that in your bailiwick. And then we've got the uh, Ramcota does a cash bar. So, okay. But it's a fun family event. It's only $10 if you buy your ticket in advance. And it's $15 at the door to come in and try as many soups and chilies as you'd like. Drink as much Pepsi as you want. And then Johnny J's is doing ice cream. So you can cool your palate down with a little bit mm-hmm. of ice cream later. So to uh, attend this, people need to be where, when? The um, industrial building at the fairgrounds, Friday the 27th from 4 to 8. Okay. And that's in the Natrona County area, industrial mm-hmm. building at the fairgrounds. And again on the 28th, which is a Friday. $10 in advance. How do they get the advance tickets? Oh, it's 27. The 27th. 27. Okay. Yeah. $10 in advance. How do they get the advance? Um, you can come by Meals on Wheels office. There's every First Bank, First Air State Bank location is selling tickets, Porter's, Blue Ridge Coffee, and Hilltop Bank, the main branch on Country Club, they're selling tickets as okay. well. Okay. Oh, the Pot O' Beans raffle. What's that? 
Well, that's a fun reverse raffle. So there's only 300 beans in the pot of beans. Right. You buy a bean for $100, but you get two admission tickets to the event with that. And every 10th ticket drawn wins at least $125. So it's a reverse raffle. So the first bean pulled wins $400 cash. Okay. Then there's eight more pulled that don't win. Then the 10th ticket pulled... That wins 125, mm-hmm. and then the 20th ticket wins 125. The last ticket drawn wins five thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. So, so I want to be the last one drawn. Yeah. Okay. So again, let's get people to the event. You want to be when, where? The industrial building at the fairgrounds, Friday the 27th, from four to eight. And that's in Natrona County. In and Natrona for County. anybody who wants to help out or need some help from Meals on Wheels anywhere in the state of Wyoming. I just say go ahead and Google it with Wyoming, just Meals on Wheels Wyoming. Yeah. Usually when you go to the website and it asks, where are you? And you put in your address or your yeah. zip code or whatever, and it gives you all the other information. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming in this morning. Drive Thanks. slow on the way out. I am going to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wake up, Wyoming. Your morning travel update. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's 818. Let's wake up Wyoming. All right, let's get to the open phones thingy that we do every single day. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing. So your climate czar, John Kerry, has always been kind of a weird dude. And yeah, this is the guy who, besides his wife being Teresa Hines of like Hines 57 and those products, so he married someone who's worth billions of dollars, but has always considered himself to be above the rest of us. Especially, he got really upset when he was confronted. Hey, John, you're trying to stop the planet from catastrophic climate change because of CO2 emissions, but you and your wife have how many mansions, how many big SUVs and limousines and sports cars, and you fly around in big jets all over the place? He dismissed it. Well, you don't understand who I am. I have to do these things if I'm going to save the planet. This was just weird. So there's another, this is in Davos. There's a uh, World Economic Summit going on right now. And, of course, economics is all tied in with we got to save the planet. And so John Kerry is speaking, and it got weird. We're here to save the planet. And he touts himself as being one of a select group of human beings, almost like aliens overwatching the planet. Oh, you've got to hear this. But hang on. Tom is in Laramie. Morning, Tom. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Good, sir. What you got for me? Well, you know, I've looked around a lot. <laughs> and you can't find anything about Sheriff Grossman. 
what he's done in Rock Springs. Hmm. I believe you're the only human being that's called up. And I, I just kind of find it you know, a little bit strange. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I don't know a whole lot about it myself, but you're talking about in Rock Springs, so I'm not really sure. If you just try to go to the uh, web, start with the website for the Sheriff's Department and work from there? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've done that, but you know, there's, there's, no, there's no press coverage. Okay. Doing. I see. Even that email present. Yeah, I don't. Is there a concern that you have about them that makes you want to go ahead and look him up? What's that, Glenn? Is there a concern that you have about him that makes you want to go look him up? Well, no, I've looked him up. Okay. But I just, I find that kind of amusing that nobody is taking a story and bringing it up. That this is what uh, the authority were. Okay, problem I'm having, Tom, is your your line is breaking up to the point that I can't understand you anymore. If you got a chance to get to an area where, and I know the weather's kind of rough right now, we can hear you a lot better, and maybe I can hear what your concern is. He's calling about the sheriff of Rock Springs, but I wasn't able to catch all of what he was saying. Um, so try back if you can. I'd like to hear what your concerns are. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Let's go back to John Kerry real quick. This, I thought, was just bizarre. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. As a select group of human beings, okay, he's considered himself way above you. This is here where we, I don't have any credibility that I can hand this guy at all. Because for me, it's not a matter of what somebody says they want to do or what they want to make the rest of us do. I have to take a look at his life and realize how large that John Kerry lives and how he thinks of himself, as you can hear in that statement there, as above the rest of us. And so he's here to save the planet. And remember, I've told you about these folks before that actually want to convince you. They are trying to convince you. You put them in charge or they're going to take over whether you like it or not, and they can actually change the weather for you. So Mark Morano, who does the website Climate Depot, said, Kerry and the World Economic Forum, UN and Al Gore, all seem to believe that they are the chosen ones to save the planet. Now, remember, the rules do not apply to them. Kerry actually, uh, you, I'm going to play that again said, most people think that you're just crazy, tree-hugging, lefty liberals. Actually, Kerry is correct. Most people do think that he is. But let's take a look at what most people will do when it comes to actually taking care of the planet, if you will. There are some people that I've met over the years who are just trashy and don't care what they do, don't know any better in some cases. But I find... Most human beings actually do care 
and do what they can to make sure they're not just a bunch of slobs. And most companies are the same way, too. But they're not trying to save the planet so much as just make sure, look, at a community that you live in, you care about the water you drink, the air that you breathe, the soil. You care about these things. Which is why most companies, yes, there are companies out there that have been found to be irresponsible polluters, and we need to deal with them because those people do exist. But the vast majority of corporations out there, no matter what they do, actually do take care of their community because not only do they want to continue doing business with their community, but they find that they have to live there too. I mean, they want to drink clean water, and they want their kids to drink clean water, and they want clean air, and they want the soil to be clean. That's why some years ago I was up in Gillette, Wyoming, and some climate protesters wanted to show up and shut down the coal mines because they believed that up in the Campbell County area, the air was yellow, the snow was gray, there were toxins in the water, these evil coal mining companies ruled over the poor people the serfs that lived in the area, the peasants. And when they got there, they found out that absolutely none of that was true. Just the opposite of all of that was true, as a matter of fact. Because the people that live in the Campbell County area, yes, they mine coal. Yes, they make electricity from that coal. But they want to make sure that they live in a community that has nice, clean air, clean water to drink, Again, the soil's clean. They're not trying to wreck and pollute their community because they have to live in that. So here's John Kerry again. Remember, he's above you. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings. Select group of human beings. Because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives. Uh, something touched us. So we sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. Yeah, so he is a select group of people that if somehow or other they were, he's just touched... And that's why, but well, sorry, Carrie, the problem that I have is when I take a look at the way you live compared to what you say, I can't believe you any more than I believe Leonardo DiCaprio or Al Gore or Barack Obama or Joe Biden or anyone else I could name who makes all these great claims about saving the planet. And yet I take a look at the way you live. And your CO2 footprint, if that's what bothers you, CO2, you consider it a pollutant and we're destroying the planet because, okay, then how can you live with multiple mega mansions, all of those vehicles, plus the jets and et cetera, et cetera, and yet somehow we're supposed to believe that you're the one who wants to save the planet and its resources. Well, the fact is he wants everybody else to live by certain rules but he doesn't have to because, as you heard there, he considers himself – that's what I got out of it. I mean, tell me what you got out of it. I consider what I just heard there is a guy who thinks of himself as above the rest of us. 
And so that's that select group of human beings that's above the rest of us. And that's why he got so upset when it was pointed out to him how large he lives. And I watched Leonardo DiCaprio get that upset, too, when it was pointed out to him how large he lives. Well, if you really cared, how come you're not living in a micro home and riding a bicycle everywhere? Oh, man, don't you know who I am? was the response from every one of those. All right, coming up on some local news. Update on your weather forecast. That's important. You and I get back into it with a nice long segment of open phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS, where you can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. Fine, I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Seven Woods, or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. A lot of snow still coming down in the area. Keep you posted on the roads and all the other information that you have. As Look, I'm not going to complain about the amount of snow, though. Certainly could use, especially southeast Wyoming. Hey, real quick, I just came across this story, which made me sit up and go, what? It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site right now. But then I looked at why, and I thought, oh, okay, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So the headline is, Wyoming Supreme Court suspends 13 Wyoming attorneys. And right away, I'm thinking, huge scandal? 13 Wyoming attorneys were just suspended? All right. Uh, State Bar says 13 attorneys have lost their law licenses in Wyoming. The Supreme Court said for not paying their annual license fee. Oh. No, I was expect—I was reaching for the tin hat, all this kind of stuff. And let's see. Um, they're from Casper— a lot of some of these people are not Cheyenne. Some of these people are not actually in Wyoming. There's Lander, but they have licenses here outside of Wyoming. Uh, Utah, Colorado, Montana lawyers. There's another Colorado, another one. A Georgia lawyer, Oklahoma. Okay, another Colorado, another Ohio. So many of these attorneys, they have. Uh, the ability to practice law in multiple states because they went and passed the bar, they had reciprocity, but you got to pay the licensing fee. So I'm thinking for a lot of these people, they just did not keep up with their licensing fee in every state they might be. For example, the guy from Georgia probably practices in Georgia and has a license to practice in Wyoming, but has he ever done that? So the release goes on to say, in order for these attorneys to be authorized to practice in Wyoming, each would need to cure the suspension by paying the license fee and late fee, and then they're good again. Uh, If an attorney who is suspended from practice for non-payment of the annual license fee has not petitioned for reinstatement within a year of the suspension, the membership of the state bar is 
done. And they have to basically go all the way back to square one on that. Okay, well, sorry, guys. I thought I had like a major conspiracy. Thirteen were suspended all at once? What did they do? Yeah, didn't send in the check, basically. All right, next one up. Let's head back to Washington, D.C. I'm watching this one. Debt ceiling, big deal. It's a real big deal. I am actually surprised by the number of times I come across Americans and being in Wyoming, even Wyomingites, who don't understand how deeply the country is in debt. And they just keep spending money and want more money to keep coming in. Whether you're talking uh, grant programs or subsidies or whatever the case is, just like we have just all of this money to spend. No, we don't. And then even our president recently saying, well, I reduced the deficit. No, he didn't. The opposite of that, in fact. So here's the latest. Despite all of the money that they've spent in the past few years, which has put us massively in debt, we already were before, but wow. Despite all of that spending, your government was just about to run out of money recently, and they've hit, they will hit tomorrow, the debt ceiling. Yeah, that debt ceiling is like your credit card limit. Now, one time when we had uh, here on this program, remember Senator Mike Enzi? He was on this program, and he had voted to raise the debt ceiling. And while I had him on the air, I asked him, what's the purpose of the debt ceiling if every time we get to it, we raise it? And his answer was, it's a marker. No, Senator, it's where you're supposed to stop. And there's even some in Washington, D.C. that are advocating, just get rid of the debt ceiling so we can just continue to spend whatever we want to spend. Not understanding why that's so bad. What that can do, what that will do to our nation. All right, story here. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called on Democrats to begin talks immediately on raising the debt ceiling, a critical requirement that Republicans plan to use as leverage in an effort to slash spending. In other words, Democrats, we will raise the debt ceiling if you agree to the following cuts. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned last week that the federal government could run up against federal debt ceiling for Thursday, that's tomorrow, forcing the Treasury to start taking, quote, extraordinary measures which would provide liquidity roughly through June. McCarthy said he wants to start talks before the cash crunch gets too close. Who wants to put the nation through some type of threat, he says, because of a debt ceiling? White House, however, made it clear that the president, who calls Republicans physically demented in comments over the weekends, has no plans to negotiate any such issues. So you're not going to negotiate lower spending, huh? Speaking to reporters Tuesday, press secretary reiterated the position on the matter. As President Biden has made clear, Congress must deal with the debt limit and must do so without conditions. But the congressional Republicans are threatening to hold the nation's full faith and credit for a mandate. Yeah, okay. And then right away they point to things like, well, you've got to worry about your Social Security because they'll touch your Social Security, and they'll touch your Medicare, and they'll touch your Medicaid. House Republicans are working on a contingency plan, 
so we don't go into default. The plan is expected to call on the Treasury Department to meet certain obligations with the pay-as-you-go system, and including Treasury instruments, Social Security, Medicare, the military, while leaving other bills unpaid. However, it's not clear, the story says, that the Treasury has the ability to prioritize payments the way that Republicans want them to do. What a mess this is, right? What a mess. And this is one of the reasons, as more of the libertarian thinker here, that I say, I don't want these people in charge of all of this. We were much better off when they weren't. Look at the mess they've made. Massive, wasteful spending happens nonstop in government. Massive, wasteful spending and massive debt that will cripple, cripple future generations. And they can't seem to figure out how to solve it. And really, the way to solve this is spend less. That's all they have to do. Spend less money. If I could, now I'm going to pick a number out of thin air, just out of thin air, okay? So don't take this as gospel. Let's say I'm going to give our federal government a trillion dollars a year. Okay, there's just a, a number I'm picking. That's what they have to spend. And that's it. And they need to figure out how to live within that limit, that budget. Right away, they'll start to yell and scream, but there's all these things we have to do. Well, I guess you're not going to be able to do them all. And considering how wasteful government is with money, I'm betting there's a lot that they can just cut way the hell back on without engaging in things that we just frankly don't need. And for that matter, for those people who look at your Social Security and say, well, that's not an entitlement, I paid into it. Yes, but what about all of those people who did not pay into Social Security and are getting full benefits? To them, it is an entitlement. Same thing has happened with Medicare and Medicaid. It goes to a lot of people that never paid into it. And that's part of what's breaking our backs here, just a little bit. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way. Again, with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time off. We go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Oh, Frank, I've saved the best one for this hour here. Uh, a four, well, hours, hours long police chase involving a John Deere tractor. Fast was the John Deere tractor. Exactly. Traveling. This reminds me. Why couldn't you just box him in and say this I, is see? enough of this? Th- this is a lot like uh, OJ. With the whole, that was so slow, too. They were not going very fast. So, can you guess the state? California? Uh, No, actually, North Carolina. Law enforcement officials went on a long chase Tuesday morning involving a John Deere incident in, oh, my Lord, I know this place, unfolded in Boone, North Carolina. My family's cabin is uh, just north of there is where my family's cabin is. In an area of Highway 421, I know it exact. I know this well. I have to send this to my sister. Watauga County Line. Authorities say the tractor driver hit at least two vehicles and pushed a dumpster into a church building before heading off. Okay. I wonder what he was upset yeah, about. What's the... Driver reportedly hit some spike strips, but that doesn't do a whole no, lot no, against tractor tires. <laughs> <laughs> Someone took a shot at the tractor, but that was not enough to end the chase until the driver turned the tractor down another road, according to 
uh, local news source. Driver turned around in someone's yard, hitting another car, tried to head back to the highway. Chase continued roughly at a speed. Here's your answer. 20 miles an hour. Okay, why couldn't they box this guy in? Yeah, that's eventually what happened. Finally came to an end. Driver fled on foot but was apprehended at that point. He was he was probably running faster than the tractor was running. I, I would say so, yeah, yeah. But now, I well, okay, if you got a pretty good-sized tractor like this, if you put your squad cars around it, he could just drive over them. Uh, possibly, or just move them out of the way, yeah. Right, so at that point, you got to think... Okay, do I want to put my police vehicle at risk because the guy can do a lot of damage to it? Okay, I'll I'll buy that. I mean, then then the police department needs to get their tractor. Right. And so what you could do is just try to manage the situation until the guy runs out of gas. Which could be... Uh, Quite a while, but look... And he can do a lot of damage. What else are you doing that afternoon? I mean, just driving around looking for criminals? In, in, in Bo- north of Boone, North Carolina? Yes. What else is going on? No, there's nothing else. Might as well just get involved in a 20-mile-an-hour tractor chase, sure. It'll kill the rest of the day. Men's college basketball, the lost season for the Wyoming Cowboys, continues. They were beaten by the Air Force in Colorado Springs last night, 82-74. Pokes are still in the basement of the Mountain West Conference at 0-6. They are 5-13 and overall. That is eight straight defeats for a team that has been plagued by injuries and inconsistent play. UW was without Hunter Maldonado, who had some breathing issues in the last game against Boise State, but Noah Reynolds didn't have 26 points on 10 of 18 from the field. Boy, it seems like a lot of Wyoming opponents have great shooting nights. And Air Force shot a whopping 65% from the floor in the second half. They had 10 threes in the game. People are starting to wonder if the Cowboys will beat anybody in conference play. And they'll try it again on Saturday when they host Colorado State and Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirls have a huge game tomorrow in Laramie, hosting Mountain West leader UNLV. Cowgirls are 5-1 and one in league play after a win over Nevada on Monday. They're 12-5 and five overall. UNLV is 7-0 and oh in league play and have an overall record of 17-2. and two. That's a 6.30 start from Larry tomorrow. In the NFL, the playoffs roll along this weekend. Former Wyoming Cowboys star quarterback Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills will host former Wyoming Cowboys star linebacker Casper Native and Logan Wilson and the Cincinnati Bengals. Allen threw for 352 yards and three touchdowns in their 34-31 win over Miami over the weekend in the first round of the playoffs. Allen also threw two interceptions that led to 10 Dolphin points and fumble, which was returned for a Miami touchdown. And Allen admits, uh, well, that wasn't so pretty. One-week seasons, man. It's, that's it. Got to take it 1-0, uh, one game at a time. Um, thought we did some good things today. Um, I did some bad things today, you know, some stuff to clean up, some, some things to learn from, um, but we'll grow from it. So all that matters is surviving and advancing. Um, it doesn't matter how we win, it's if we win. And uh, proud of our guys for playing the way they did. Game time at 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Bills are five-point favorites in the contest. In high school wrestling, the Toronto Beach Cheyenne South in a duel last night, 75-6. And Cheyenne East defeated Kelly Walsh in a duel 45-33. This weekend in prep wrestling, two big tournaments, one in Moorcroft, and the other one will be in Lander. And that's it in sports. Plus, you have the advantage as a police officer of having bragging rights that you got into a tractor chase that lasted, you know, hours at 20 miles an hour. Yeah, and then there's another one. You know where the cops pulled over that guy on the scissor lift? Yeah. You know, and he's (laughs) going about two miles an hour and he's hammered. Yep. Like, get down from there. Remember the story, this happened quite some time ago, Gillette, Wyoming, a guy stole a big machine from the mines 
and I forget what the thing is called, but he drops it on the back, which is basically ripping up the road as he heads down. They couldn't stop him. They even tried shooting at the vehicle. It was pretty much bulletproof. He wasn't stopped until he tried to knock down a house, and the vehicle <laughs> fell into the cellar. Okay. Yeah, and then he was stuck there, and that's what finally... That's but where man, he belongs, right He in the tore up Main Street Gillette and... Had cops running around for quite a few hours, but again, that's a me that that's a vehicle from a coal mine. Yeah, you're not stopping yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing stops that. Yeah, all right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. Rolling into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Open phones, wake up, Wyoming. Sixth the time to wake up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is open phone, so 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. I'll roll with it just fine. We are still updating people, well, especially southeast Wyoming, on the snow coming down. I know that as far north as at least Casper is still getting snow and much more west from there. But down southeast, especially Laramie County, down in that area, you're getting the most of it. So it'll be snowing for a while longer this morning, according to Don Day's forecast. And as that moves out, watch for wind picking up, and then here comes the snowdrifts. But again, we'll keep you up to date. Stick with us throughout all of that. Now, the next thing I have to do is pick on somebody. Don't blame me. They did it. So I've got to pick on them. Now, whenever I go to do something like this, and this is just me being honest, but it's going to sound like I'm picking on them. So, okay, so be it. In order for me to do this, though, the corporation that uh, allows this program on the air insists that I play the following disclaimer, and you have to sing along with me. Here we go. Be courteous, kind, and forgiving. Kind and forgiving. Sure. Be gentle and peaceful. Gentle, peaceful, I'll try. Be warm and human and And grateful. fuzzy, warm and fuzzy. And have a good thing to say. Or don't say anything at all. Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike. It will always childlike. Be witty yeah. and happy and wise. Yes. Be honest and love all your Except for neighbors. that one jerk that lives up the road. Be obsequious, purple and clairvoyant. <laughs> Be pompous, obese, and eat cactus. Uh, be cactus. dull and boring and omnipresent. Never boring. Criticize things you don't That's know That's all about. I do on this program. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Carl. Put a live chicken in your underwear. All together. Go into a closet and suck eggs. Now that we have that out of the way, it was mainly the lawyers for this company that make me do that every time. I have to pick on someone. Hey, Colorado, you're up. There's a college professor down there who has gone woke beyond.
Colorado College astrophysicist professor. She claims the study of space is racist and sexist. Oh, I'm a horrible person then. Well, one of my favorite things to do when I'm not here is uh, things I like to read about, and a lot of it has to do with different sciences, geology for one, but also astrophysics. I read about it. I watch astrophysicists on YouTube talk about what they're doing. The The study of deep space, the stars, the cosmos, stuff like that, as we try to discover what's out there, to me it is endlessly fascinating. But according to this Colorado astrophysicist professor, her name is Natalie Gosnell, says her field is engrossed in white supremacy and sexism, adding that language used to describe the cosmo is violent and hypermasculine. These people who do stuff like she's doing right here oftentimes have no personal life whatsoever. They get really bored. They, oh, my Lord, I just... That's a toxic personality, okay? She's dismayed over societies separating math and creativity into two different categories and deconstruction into two characteristics rooted in systemic racism and sexism, according to Colorado Daily News. Um, I'll get back to that. First. Jim is in Casper. Hi, Jim. Well, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, sir. What you got? Well, my my thing is just a comment. I think everybody needs to take a deep breath and stand back, and let's not get into all the hyperbole, hyperbole of, of of the uh, Republicans are now going to investigate, and they're going to get to the bottom of this. And, you know, they're going to issue subpoena powers and find out what really happened with Hunter's laptop and the FBI and Twitter. I mean, we know all that. Nobody's going to go to jail. Right. It's going to be sound bites. You know, they're going to be on Fox News clips and saying things. But at the end of the day, the last politician who ever went to jail was that governor of Illinois, I think it was. And that's right. almost 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what more proof do we need? I mean, Elon Musk has turned everything over. We know what the FBI did. And, um, you know, meanwhile, our uh, our Wyoming delegation is focusing on, um, you know, the marriage bill and different things. and not talking about defunding the FBI or doing something that they really have control over. All right. So what we really need to do is find a whole new crop of people. Americans really suck at who they elect to office. True. You know, yeah. the, the incumbents get in there. I mean, that, that Liz Cheney was not reelected is probably the biggest political coup of, uh, you know, the last 40 years. I yeah. mean, because any, anybody, once they get in office, they essentially die there. Right. Um, yeah. In fact, I've seen, and I know you have as well, some of the most horrible people in the history of America's horrible people list have been members of Congress, even made their way to presidency, whatever the case is, however long they've been, even in local government. And dear Lord, it's so difficult to get rid of them. And I don't know why, because most everybody knows how horrible they are and that they just keep getting reelected. I'm not so sure what to do about that, but it's a cycle we, the American people, need to break. You know, and maybe at the federal level or starting at the states, you know, Let's look at how much money we're giving to the FBI and federally, yep. and they have their regional offices. And uh, let's turn it over to the state of Wyoming. Sure. You know, take that money, make it a block grant based to each state, and let them do it. Um, hmm. If the FBI is going to be focused on uh, Twitter and censoring and social media and 
you know, spying on Americans, you know, why are we trusting them? Why are we giving them money? And why aren't the state legislators going, um, yeah, we're going to prohibit the FBI in here and we we want the money and we'll do it better. As since I'm more of the libertarian ish guy, one of the reasons I advocate for very small, very limited government is everything you just described and a whole lot more. If we never gave them the money and the authority in the first place, we wouldn't have all of these problems. And as, and as Ron Paul always said, don't steal. The government hates competition. All right. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it, Jim and Casper, with that one. And now he's right about this is why I take that point of view of we really do need the most limited government possible, which is how America was originally set up to be. And when you just let them have as much power as they want to take and as much money beyond what they even take in in taxes, which is what they're currently doing, you see the mess. Okay, these are not the people that are going to solve our problems. These people are our problems. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at eight 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 ninety seven Woods. This is K two Radio. Nine twenty is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. That was a good call from Jim and Casper about media hysteria. You can go ahead and do what he just did. Change the subject. Interrupt me if you have to. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. That's always the case when we do the open phone thing. And um, let's see. There I can. Okay, got another call on the line here. I'm just saying, okay, I'm ready for calls again. Miss Mary's got to go ahead and send them through. And that's something we do. Like Some talk show hosts only do open phones on a Friday show. I will always give you some every day of the week, which means it doesn't matter what I'm talking about. You can just stop me and talk about what you want to talk about. This gives you an opportunity to vent that way, a lot like with Judy, uh, who's next up here, uh, it's safe for us to go out in public because she's had a chance to vent. So, by the way, I, I do an intro for Judy because, Judy, you get a lot of good reaction after you've had a chance just to blow your stack. That's why you're a popular caller. I got a good one this morning. All right. What you got? I went to our county commissioners meeting last night, and they were doing, uh, what they call it, board assignments. Right. And my friend and I, we both worked on our uh, so-called speeches. They were Mine was four minutes and 20 seconds long. Hers was about four minutes and 30 seconds long. And when we got to, when she got to the three-minute mark, Stephen Friel, the county commissioner chairman, shut her down. They now have a three-minute limit. On, on talking when there's nobody in the room except three or four people, and none of them were going to talk. It was just me and her, and they shut her down, interrupted her. She lost her, you know, momentum on what she was trying to say, and I blew my stack. I was like, you know, I've been coming to these county commissioner meetings for 20 years, and I have never, ever seen somebody shut somebody down when there's nobody else going to talk. This is ridiculous, and I lost yeah. my cool. Because I was going to tell the commissioners, uh, you know, oh, and guess what showed up last night? The final copy 
clean copy of the land use plan. Oh, finally. Uh, they were supposed to turn it over, what, back in uh, December, or actually November 27th was the first deadline, and we got it last night, 117th, and it's chock full of garbage. Right. So I started looking around, and I told these guys, I said, you know, all these boards that you have here, they have too many boards. We have 17 zoning districts. Now we got 50 boards, you know? And I was telling them that I have watched this for a long time, and usually it's the chairman. I was sticking up for this, Stephen Frill. Boy, am I sorry I did, you know? And I was saying that the chairman and the co-chairman, they get first choice on these boards, right? Because that's what how it's worked for as long as I've ever watched it. Well, we've got two on there that seem to think that they get to choose the best boards and then leave all the rest of the other guys, the new guys. Well, the new guys need to learn this stuff too. So why wouldn't you put them on the better boards, right? Well, they didn't like hearing that at all. And then when I started going after like this Casper Area Economic Development Alliance, okay, what it is is that development and smart growth is like their number five. Smart growth. Smart growth. Where have we heard that before? Right. Smart growth is garbage. All it does is steal your property rights little by little, inch by inch. Well, I was appalled at this three-minute deal, and I lost my – I lost it. I said, you're not going to sit up there and tell people that they don't have a right to air their grievances to you. I don't care who you are. Well, it, it made them really upset. So I'm telling the people of Wyoming you, or New Toronto County – you can now get a copy of the zoning book and go through it and start marking them up because we're going to war over this. They're not going to steal our property rights, and they're not going to shut me up no matter what they do. There was a time when uh, Forrest Chadwick was uh, commissioner, and you know what he did? He pulled the lectern out of the room trying to shut us up. Hmm. Can you believe that? That's how childish these people are. There's nobody in the room to talk to. They don't want you to go over three minutes because they don't want you to want people to know what they're doing. And right. I told them, I said, I know this board, and it's been one of the most corrupt boards for 20 years. All of you guys are up there, and you get on these boards so that you can enrich yourself. You know, kind of like, uh, what's this other one here? Economic Development Board, Metropolitan Planning and uh, County. Oh, Metropolitan Planning, Metropolitan Planning Organization Policy. I mean, they have board after board after board here, and they all do the same thing. Figure out how to steal your property right. So this new board, I know you got a few new members up there, some of the new guys you were talking about. You had at one point hoped that this might be different. Yeah, I really did. But I'll tell you what, the, the chairman, Stephen Friel, uh, he makes a joke out of Bertolio. This guy thinks because he was a cop, he can tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't do authority. I, I don't do authority very well. Yeah, I never gathered that. That didn't seem okay. Well, so what now? Then you got the 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 new plan. Well, I looked it up, I looked it up this morning. He can limit you to three minutes. But what's yeah. the point of going to a meeting if you can't talk? Right. Is there any I way to, to is, is there any way that you can talk to any of these people when it's not official? So you can have a little sit down with them. Yeah, uh, my friend talked to one of them after the meeting and told them basically that uh, five, you know, three minutes is not enough time. Uh, if the room was full of people, you know, I, we could understand the three-minute rule. But 
when there's just one or two people going to talk, we pay them, you know, to hear us. And we're there to express our opinions and what we think, you know. And if you can't do that, then what's the point right. of, of even listening to these guys or watching them or going after I told them before I left, it's online, you can watch it. I said, you know what, I'm going to watch you guys, and I'm going to watch you hard. And the first one of you that makes money off of a deal or a zone change, I'm going to get you. And uh, Dallas Laird, one of the new guys, he agreed with me and, and my girlfriend that the three-minute rule was garbage, that um, the last-minute drop of this new zoning resolution when it was due over two months ago, and nobody's had a chance to go through it, and they already passed it. Right. What kind of you know what kind of crap is that? So you're you still going to end up taking them to court on that, or are you going to get a chance to vote on what just got dropped on you? Well, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I called my husband afterwards, and I said, you know, there's got to be something we can do. I started going through this land use plan last night, and they've got everything covered from a permit, variance, appeals, verified. Per- they want to take away your vested property rights. That's against the law. They can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I went to court for. All you right. Know? Well, I'm hoping still that. How many new guys did you get on the board? We got three, and okay. two are absolutely wonderful. I was hoping the third guy was going to, you know, cowboy up, but because he was mayor of Casper, he seems to think the county ought to have the same rules and the no. same laws. Well, I got news for him. The county has to run by state laws. You don't get to just go willy-nilly and make ordinances in the county. You have to run by state law, pal. Okay. So it looks like oh. you got uh, a, a fight ahead of you here, and now you have to sit down and read That's all okay. of that. And, all they yeah. have to do is let, let, let her go on for her four minutes and 40 seconds and let me finish with my four minutes and 23 yeah. seconds. Or like you said, you go a little bit longer run, because nobody else was me. there. Yeah, yeah, nobody else was there. The room, it was just uh, Hendry, who was on the airport board. I had a problem with that because we got rid of him as a county commissioner to begin with. And now he's going to sit on one of the biggest boards. Right. You know, good old boys club yeah. is has got to stop. All right. Thank you, Judy. I got to run to news time. See, she's got a vent. Then it's safe for you to go out in public now that she's feeling better. Although from that phone call, I don't think she's feeling much better right now. Coming up on 9.30, local news update on your weather forecast. More open phones at 888-97 Woods Wake Up, Wyoming. Is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up, Wyoming Thirty-six of time. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. So after Judy ranted and raved and upset, I think I understand. She's at the Natrona County, Wyoming County Commission meeting, and they cut down comment time to just three minutes. And there's pretty much nobody else in the room. So why not just let the person talk? Why not have a conversation with them? Do a little question and answer. You got this time. My sister in Lake Wells, Florida. 
I think, has the answer. She says our commissioners have started cutting people's time, too. Maybe it's because they aren't listening anyway. Well, yeah, especially when you have meetings in the county level and the city level where people are actually starting to show up and have something to say, and these elected officials don't want to listen. They really don't care to hear what you have to say. So the quicker they can get it over with, it would be one thing if there is a packed room and so many people want to speak that you limit the time. But when there's hardly anybody there, give them a chance and actually ask some questions and take a true, honest concern about what these people have to say. But obviously, they don't want to hear what you have to say. So I can see why she's upset. Here's another one. I wanted to get to this. So I'm going to make sure that I do. So one of the notes I got, Tommy, who's in Franny, Wyoming, he said, I wonder if the climate activists that are pushing clean air have ever thought about the ripple effect of emission systems on vehicles and equipment. He said, I'm a Caterpillar technician. To meet emission standards, we're using diesel to ignite the exhaust emission system. Therefore, we are burning more diesel. Then there is diesel exhaust fluid. We introduce the diesel exhaust fluid into the hot exhaust. Who knows what is actually in it as far as chemicals? One step further, though. Okay? Now it has to be manufactured in this way that burns energy, and it has to be packaged into a plastic container. Oh, my. Now we're talking plastics. And then that's a jug typically packaged in a box. This burns energy. Then it has to be delivered, probably by vehicle, that has to meet these emission standards, repeating the cycle. Okay. Once again, what he's pointing out is those people who think we're going to take all of these steps to save the environment end up doing something that's more harmful to the environment, which is why uh, I often say if you really want to drive a vehicle that has the least impact on the environment, what we currently have, just get a small car there and keep it as long as you can. There you go. That's the least. There's no such thing as not impactful. That's the least impactful on the environment. But if you're thinking, well, I'll get an electric car. Uh, you're actually doing, what, like Tommy just said there, wow, the amount of uh, work that has to go into building an electric car, you're doing far more damage to the environment than if you just bought a small four-cylinder internal combustion engine in a very basic car. Man, we covered a lot of territory. I want to see if I can get tomorrow back to this astrophysicist from Colorado who says that studying science like astrophysics is uh, racist. It's white supremacy. You know, it's, it's, us, it's us white guys, basically. I want to get into that tomorrow, but hang on. Okay, everyone, welcome. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. We have somebody new with us this week, so would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Oscar. I think like a lot of you guys, for me, it started with the little things, signing an online petition, going to a march. Well, I mean, before I knew it, I was 
writing to the Guardian about LGBT representation in the Harry Potter books. Which is shocking, by the way. All right, Lily, we've all read your blog. Don't worry, Oscar, you've come to the right place. All of the young people in this room are ruining their lives by being overly virtuous. That's actually a microaggression to say young people because it carries subconscious bias towards the elderly. Actually, what you're doing is denying agency to the elderly, which is arguably much worse. This, this is what I'm talking about. You see, it's a slippery slope. One minute you're carrying a reusable water bottle, fine, and the next minute you're arguing that water is racist. Oh, my God, is water racist? No, no, it's just an example. Right, how did you guys get on with the homework that I set you? Guys isn't an especially inclusive term. Not now, Jamie. By homework, do you mean having to watch that old people's sitcom? It's called Friends, Lily, and you were supposed to watch it and enjoy it. Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Why? Well, there's the homophobia, the transphobia, the fatism and the slut-shaming, and could Chandler be any more annoying? You can't go through your 20s worrying about every aspect of everything. You have to pick your battles. And just remember that it doesn't really matter, because by the time you hit your 30s, most of you are going to be massively right-wing anyway. Have any of you started to think that maybe poor people don't deserve benefits? No. Well, watch out for that one because that's how it starts. Look, I understand this has all been a bit much for some of you, so let's take five and have a hobnob. I find the word hobnob very phallocentric. Who put the toaster oven on six? I mean, that's not even good toast. Four is good toast. Five is burnt toast, but six? What were you cremating in my toaster oven? Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty-eight to time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, um, I'm going to let you hear something, and then I'm going to tell you who you're listening to. And it's going to amaze you, okay? I'm ready. All right. Scratchy, I know. They have no plan. They those that have already the voice if that the you're hearing right there their... is the voice of Buffalo Bill Cody. I believe that was recorded in 1898. Yes. I have a story on that up on the Wake Up Wyoming site along with that. And there's several different ways they recorded back then. There was the wire recorder, which was literally, and before they invented, you know, the tape recorder, mm -hmm. that would have been wire. That was very difficult to do, but that has a lot of old recordings on it. And then there's what they used, uh, which is the old um, gramophone. Right, yeah. Had the spinning disc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you, spoke, you spoke into the same thing you heard out of basically the horn and that's what it was recorded on but yeah uh you put the stylus down and talk and there is the only time we will ever hear the voice of buffalo bill cody oh there's got to be more no that's it that's the only one he ever did really yeah <clears throat> so if you want to hear that and hear the story read the story behind it it's on the wake up wyoming site this morning and he was talking about, there was a dispute over Cuba and so on. April 1898, Buffalo Bill Cody made a recording called Sentiments on the Cuban Question. So it was politics of the time. And that's what he recorded there on that device. So now you know not just what the guy looks like, but what he sounds like. Although I bet if you heard his voice in person, he didn't sound so scratchy poppy. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, he probably had a very clear voice that yeah. he could be heard across the arena I during, am his, sure. during well, his now, shows. 
think about that. So back when he did his shows in front of very large audiences, they were outside. And they didn't have the kind Mike, of... Mike, public address system. Yes. Yeah. I often wondered how the hell they did that. Probably maybe maybe with a bullhorn? Um, yeah, and back then people were trained to speak really loud. Not by using the vocal box so much, but by getting a lot of air in the lungs and doing through the whole diaphragm thing. You could really project your voice, but still it would have sounded nothing like today's PA systems. No, I mean, uh, you, when you when you want to talk, you want to make sure that the people in the back of the room hear you. Yeah. Without yelling at them. Yeah. So. And the Buffalo Bill probably did that before thousands of people. Oh yeah, yeah. Major celebrity of his time, self-made celebrity, by the way. And well, you, you take a look at what he did. He just took all of the well-known figures of the time for various reasons and brought them together for one show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and it just toured the show. And why hadn't anyone thought of that before? I don't know. Good idea. Men's college hoops, the Wyoming Cowboys uh, continuing their lost season. They were beaten by the Air Force in Colorado Springs last night, 82-74. Cowboys are in last place in the Mountain West Conference at 0-6 and 5-13 overall. Eight straight defeats for a team that really has been hampered by injuries and also hampered by inconsistent play. UW was without Hunter Maldonado. He had some breathing issues after their last game against Boise State, but Noah Reynolds had 26 points on 10 of 18 from the field. It seems like a lot of Wyoming opponents have great shooting nights against them. The Air Force shot a whopping 65% from the floor in the second half and had 10 three-pointers in the game. People are starting to wonder if the Cowboys will beat anybody in conference play, but they will try it again on Saturday, hosting CSU and Laramie in round one of the border war. Wyoming Cowgirls have an enormous game coming up tomorrow night in Laramie, hosting Mountain West Conference leader UNLV. Cowgirls are 5-1 and one in league play after that rogue win over Nevada on Monday, and they're 12-5 and five overall. UNLV is 7-0 and oh in league play with an overall record of 17-2. and two. There's a 6-30 start tomorrow from Laramie. To the National Football League, the playoffs will roll along this weekend. Former Wyoming Cowboys star Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills will host former Wyoming Cowboys star linebacker Gasper Native of Logan Wilson and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Allen threw for 350 52 yards and three touchdowns in their 34-31 win over Miami in the opening round of the playoffs. Allen also threw two interceptions that led to 10 Dolphin points. He fumbled, which was returned for a Miami touchdown. He was also sacked seven times, so he did give credit to the Dolphin defense. Um, you know, maybe blocking up some of the running lanes. Um, but again, our, our guys found a way, way to win. Our defense stepped up. I'm so proud of our offensive line and our running backs on that last drive. It's, it's not easy to run when they know you're running it in those situations. So to, for Motor to go put his head down, follow the big boys up front, um, go win a game like that. I don't know if we've uh, done that this year. So that was really, really good to see. And that game is a Sunday afternoon. The Bills will be five-point favorites in the game. And high school wrestling from last night, and they're trying to beat Cheyenne South in a duel 75-6. to And Cheyenne East defeated Kelly Walsh in a duel 45-33. This weekend, there are two big prep wrestling tournaments, one in Moorcroft, and the other one will be in Lander. And that's it in sports. Do Josh Allen and Logan Wilson know each other? I'm sure they do. Okay. Did, did, did they go to school? The I got, I'll have to look that up exactly when they're... I'm sure they're, they were, they're together. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll double-check that. That was my big question there, where they had to I, I'm sure the that time, was, if, you, if you go to a smaller school like Wyoming, everyone knows everybody. Everybody, okay. Even if you played 10 years ago, I know who you are. And I know okay. who you are. All right. I just wondered if they would wave at each other across the field or... Maybe get together for, you know, a little get together before. I don't know. You know, exchange phone numbers. And, you know. Exchange phone numbers, stuff like that. Yeah, you know. 
yeah, I just kind of wanted the relationship there. Then they go out in the field and kick each other's butts. Yeah. So if you're like a, a Wyoming fan, who yeah. are you rooting for? You can't lose on this one. Either, as far as you're concerned, I would guess either team is good. I guess so. I guess so. We'll find out. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Do you ever feel like